Hey everybody, in this special edition of Echo Base, we are going to talk about the new Squadrons trailer from EA as well as official news finally on what's going on with Celebration. Welcome to a very special episode of Echo Base. Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. All troops will debark for ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet. Echo Station 3TA. On an Imperial Walker. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that crossfire, boys. Right now, I feel like I take on the whole Empire myself. Target maximum firepower. Thanks, Eric. We are starting out with news of celebration, I guess. This is a uh, yes, not not great news, but I think it's news we all expected to hear. I think um, at this point, any news is great news <laughs> just in the sense that we no longer are in a state of wondering. And that's important because exactly. people are making travel plans and, and you have to cancel things. And, you know, it's yeah. better to have well, that bad news and actually get it. Yeah, I mean, we're getting down to the point where it was two months away almost, and it's like, right. mm, you know, we had to do something, because I don't think anybody really expected we were going to have Celebration uh, happening. I think a lot uh, of people were hopeful that it might squeak through, but you have to keep in mind, even with everything opening with the virus, uh, it's big things mm. like Celebration. It's one thing for your local mm. grocery store to open up, because food sure. is required, or something where, you know, you can space people out, like a park or something. Celebration. Oh, I got excited about spacing people. Oh, no, no, no. Rain it in there, Lou. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Get your <laughs> hand away excited. from the button. No, but like if you've ever been to a celebration before, I mean, mm. you're shoulder to shoulder with people. There are yeah. certain areas where like it's hard to squeeze by. It's actually not as bad as like what you see in the videos and stuff. You can walk around pretty easily, but it is it is cramped. It's it's like a mall on Black Friday. It, it's mm-hmm. and know. there are some areas where it's you know in line, you're tight, you're shoulder to yeah. shoulder. In in areas where you're not, you know, you're breathing all the same air, it doesn't, it's not, you know, the air needs to be changed over better. That and kind then of the panel rooms, the big ones right. are okay, uh, but the smaller ones, they're more like small conference rooms. And, you know, you're sitting there for an hour and mm-hmm. I'm sure the air is circulated to an, a certain extent. But when we're talking about something like COVID-19, in that context, the air is stale enough that. You know, it's a legitimate concern. And even with masks, masks help, but they're not fully preventive. Right. It's just right. it's it's sadly, sadly, it's too soon. Yeah. So I think that this I is mean, the smart decision. Yeah, I think this is the right decision to do. I mean, we're already seeing some areas spiking again um, just because things are reopening and some states are already slowing the reopening down already again. So and um, some countries have had second closures now, and we really want to they? avoid okay. that if we if we can economically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was announced today that they're canceling um, Celebration 2020 in Anaheim. Uh, they're well, rescheduling it. I, I put ahead. canceled in the show notes, but then you corrected me. Because it's more of a postponement. Well, no. I, well, the actual website says cancellation. OK. Um, it says um, yada, yada, yada. We have made the decision to cancel Star Wars Celebration 2020. While this news is disappointing, we are happy to announce Star Wars Celebration will return to Anaheim Convention Center on August 18th through 21st, 2022. OK, so, so we um, were all upset that we only had one year to get ready. <laughs> and now it turns out we've got three, three. So right. it was too short to too long. But, you know, now I can actually save up the money and, and get tickets and 
and now I actually have a chance to to maybe be able to to go if we don't end up getting press passes or I mean we've always kind of lucked out on the press passes and such. Mm-hmm. But. Yep. And you know, and that brings up a good point. So people that are looking to you know, that already have tickets that are you know seeing what's yes. going to happen, um, they're giving us a choice, right? So we right. can either um, roll your tickets over to the next time, mm-hmm. so over two years, you can get a refund and mm-hmm. turn your you know lose your place for the for the uh, tickets, or you can take that money and put it towards a credit for the celebration store, right? Which you know is kind of cool. I'm interested to know what they're going to do with the stuff that they had kind of worked up for. This year, because all of it's going to have the Celebration 2020 logo on it, so, <laughs> which they can't just roll over to 2022. Right. I mean, some of that stuff you would think has already started manufacturing. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, so apparently uh, and this is official. They will, quote, soon. Be making that stuff available online. So all of the okay. celebration exclusive merchandise that was going to have been available at the convention will be available online. So if you were going to go to the convention and buy stuff anyway, you could roll that ticket money over. What's it? $150 or something. I mean, you can blow through that easy. Something with the, oh, yeah. Store. So <laughs> right. um, you'll be able to to pick that stuff up. And I mean, you'll have it. You'll have that convention T-shirt for the convention that didn't even happen. I have to say there is something a little bit cool to that showing up in oh, 2020 yeah. to the with, you know, a, or 2022 with the 2020 shirt. You know, I, I think yeah, actually that's fun. I may order a couple just just to be able to do that. Now, it, they did not say um, exactly the scope of those exclusives, because mm-hmm. it may just be the stuff that Reed Pop makes available through what would have been the celebration store. That's not necessarily going to be things like um, Penguin Random House Audio or right. um, Marvel Comics Hallmark. or Hallmark. Yeah. yeah Funko. I, mean, I imagine it's just the Celebration Store stuff. Probably. That, that they ran their own stuff for, which is interesting because that was a kind of a a mess. <laughs> I'll put it politely. Um, in Chicago. Was where- it? See, I didn't. Go, for those who don't know, I didn't go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. You, you and Tim and, and various other people did. Was the store worse in Chicago than it was in either Orlando or Anaheim? Orlando was a, a, an incredible mess at the beginning, but yeah. then straightened out. And then Anaheim was a nightmare. It, it was different. I mean, Anaheim, we went to the preview night um, for vendors. I remember that one. That was a, a long line there, too. Um, Orlando was just tough to begin with. They made some changes for Silver Chicago, but it was still... You know, you could get a reservation. You could set up a time to go in there. It didn't work right. You couldn't get the reservations on the app. Yep. I'm like, you know, it doesn't make sense. In Orlando. You, yeah. I mean, this isn't rocket science. It's retail. But anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I digress. But um, uh, it's relevant. It's interesting to see how now if they're opening this up to everybody, not just ticket holders for celebration, how much worse it's going to be trying to get stuff done online. Now, you're not waiting in line, of course. But right. Um, if there's fewer items than there would have been if the celebration happened, I think it's going to be just good luck trying to get something. Well, so I think there's there's two trains of thought there, though. I think there are a lot of people who, number one, they're going to want to just take their money and set it aside and save it for 2022, which is mm-hmm. not an unwise thing to do. I mean, that, no. it's kind of smart. Yep. There are going to be people who are going to say, I just don't want merchandise from a convention that I didn't attend. It's kind of like cheating. It's like wearing a concert T-shirt to a concert you didn't go to. You you kind of feel like you're faking it, right? Sure. 
So there are people who are just not going to want the merchandise if if it is labeled in any way for that convention. And then there's the third thing is there's a possibility that they might allow ticket holders early access to the online store. I was thinking that I was hoping that would be a thing because I'd, yeah. I'd like that. I it guess. has not yet been announced, but then the dates for the store haven't been announced either. So I imagine once they announce the dates mm-hmm. for the online store, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, I'm confident that they will probably allow ticket holders early access. I don't know. I think it would make sense. You know, you've already got the ticket, but there are people that couldn't get tickets. So right. I don't want to shut them out either. So, you know, personally, me, I am going to roll my tickets over to 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, they sold out pretty fast this time around, which we were all surprised yeah. about. I mean, uh, I think Orlando. If I had tickets, I would roll them over. Yeah. Yeah. I think Orlando, they didn't, the weekly, uh, sorry, the weekend passes didn't sell out until like maybe a month before the convention happened. I think it was pretty late in the game. Whereas this one, they sold out the first day. The weekend passes sold out fairly quickly, but it wasn't until late that the Saturday, that the individual day passes. So okay. you can still go for the whole weekend in Orlando for quite a while, but the four day pass sold out quickly. The individual days were still open for a while. I thought, right. But it sold out not quickly in, not in as quickly terms as Chicago. of Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, Chicago was, like, was like an hour or two. Yep. Yeah. And, and this one here sold out in like an hour or two. Well, here's um, the problem. When they do open the tickets for 2022, because so many people are going to roll their tickets over, there aren't going to be sure. very many tickets Fewer available. Tickets left. So right. I'm going to be scrambling and you don't get a lot of notice either. Either you've got the money in your bank account or you don't. Cause when they yeah. make the announcement, it's like three or four days later, the tickets go live. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, for those of us who don't have tickets to this one, but want tickets for the next one, it's going to be hard. And I know for a fact that there are many people who like me, they didn't get tickets to this one because it was only a year since the previous one. And mm-hmm. they didn't have the ability to save up that money. It's not just $150 for the ticket. It's the $150 for the ticket plus airfare, plus hotels, Hotel, plus you're food, dr- plus spending right, you're dropping money. Dropping yeah. $1,000. Oh, so easy. Yeah. They didn't buy one this time because they weren't going to have the money available by then with three years to prepare there are going to be more people available to buy the tickets this time than there were last mm-hmm. time. So you're going to have a larger amount of people wanting it and just a fraction. I'm going to guess maybe 25% of the tickets available, maybe even less. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then also the fact that it's three years out, I, I think you're just going to have, you're going to have a big buildup. Plus there are going to be other projects that are going to be coming out over the next three years. We've got more seasons of Mando. We've got Kenobi. We've got, We'll have some sort of announcement about whatever's going on with an Ahsoka live series or a post rebels live series, Mm -hmm. probably some sort of a new animated series. And then the movies, we're going to have big things that people are going to say, oh, wow, I've got to go to this celebration. It's going to be it's going to be tricky. So if you've got a ticket to roll over, I mean, hey, you're you're sitting pretty. If you don't need the money in your bank in your bank account, I think it's good thing to, to keep it. And you know, I'm looking at it this way and this is totally my own thinking, but um, you know, I've already paid for the tickets. Yep. So I've already been charged and paid the credit card off of tickets are mine in two years from now. It's like, I'm going for free <laughs> because you know, I paid for them three years ago at right. that point. And I'm like, okay, that money's it, already know. been allocated. Exactly. Allocated, it's not literally free, but yeah, it, it's, you right. know, 
Yeah. But I'm thinking in my own mind. Yeah. It's <laughs> never know. the ticket price for me. It's always the hotel. It's everything and, else. Right. But, you know, look at this way. You take 10 bucks a week, put it away. You got a pretty, pretty nest egg sitting there for a celebration. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got enough time to be able to do exactly that. So I would right, prepare, right. though, for the tickets going on sale at least by August of 2021. Um, probably. Mm, probably. In fact, yep. I would say maybe by August of this year. Uh, I, don't I don't think know. so. It, I mean, I would say will, at least a year out, but. Yeah, a year out. And the announcement says the ticket information. So so you're going to get an email. If you got a ticket now, you get an email about what you want to do with your tickets, with right. refund them, roll them over, whatever. And that rollover period is from Monday, June 22nd through August 26, 2020. Do so it they're now. giving us until the end of August to to make that decision. Right. Uh, you know, do it sooner if you can. But yeah. um, don't wait until the last minute. Nothing will go on sale for new tickets until well after that point. I would I would think so. I mean, in the past, if I recall correctly. See, I don't remember how they did it. I know they always announced. I guess it was that they announced the next celebration at the end of the first one. And it was always a two year gap. And I guess it was the hotel reservations that always filled up right away. The tickets themselves Still waited a while. Yeah, even right? before tickets were on sale, blocks of t- blocks of hotels were already sold out. Right. So that's uh, another reason. Good, yep. Go ahead. If you um, if you reserved your hotel through the housing portal, through ReadPop, through Celebration, that's already been canceled. If you made your own hotel reservations elsewhere, you're going to have to cancel those reservations on your own, as well as all travel arrangements. You know, you're going to need to take care of that as well. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, a lot of hotels will not make reservations more than 12 months out. So rolling yeah, them over about for the next now one. until 2022, maybe, maybe not, but right. probably not. Right. So in that case, um, depending on when they make the arrangements for the next one available, if it's prior, if it's, yeah, if it's more than 12 months out from August, 2022, mm-hmm. if you can get hotel arrangements through a housing portal through celebration. That might be a better way to go because you, as you said, normally you can't do it more than 12 months in advance. If they have a housing portal available before then, that might be a good way to lock in reservations. Mm, and they haven't said when they're going to do that yet. Right. Right. They have not. So they've made no announcement about availability for tickets mm-hmm. or, or future arrangements. Again, as you said, the important date there is August 26th. If you're currently a ticket holder, that's that's your cutoff date. You can't do anything until next Monday. Mm-hmm. Right? As of next Monday, unless you're holding off and can't decide, I'd go ahead and, and do whatever you're going to do now. Don't yeah. wait because you'll forget. So the other thing is there was apparently a, a Star Wars night at um, at Disney. That's been. That has not been canceled. That has been rescheduled. And the main yeah, difference there should. is that you you still have your ticket for that. If you mm-hmm. want to um, get that refunded, there hasn't been any information posted about that. But what I'm seeing on Reddit and a few other places is that people who looked into it found that you can call and get a refund, but the refunds have to be done over the phone. Yep. Yep. And that's something I'll probably do a refund on. Um because they will open it up again and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not so sure about that, what they're going to do. So I'll wait. I'll just do the refund on that one probably. But yeah. the other thing I saw people talk about online was if you had child tickets for this year's celebration, 
Okay. And your child is going to age out of the restriction between now and 2022. It looks like they will be honoring those tickets for anybody who aged out. I would imagine so. I think it would be a big PR nightmare for them. <sighs> yeah, it would if be. If yeah. they tried to nitpick about that. I mean, really, come on. Like, whatever that age cutoff is, if it's like six and the kid's like seven now or eight, I mean, come on. Right. Is it they're really yeah. that big a deal? <laughs> Yeah, if the really? kid's 25, then you yeah. might have a little argument. Yeah, well, <laughs> kids grow up fast these days, so, you know. They do, they do. <laughs> I know some 25-year-olds that are definitely kids. Uh, so, um, yeah. So anything else about uh, this hotels, I, travel arrangements, merchandise? I think that's I think that's we covered it, it yeah. Right? I mean, the only thing we haven't heard from, and this is kind of on an individual basis, all the other vendors that are yeah. have celebration exclusives, what are they going to do, you know? Um, I, I mean, usually Hallmark has an itty bitty. They usually have an ornament. Um, Hasbro had some stuff last time, uh, black series stuff that was exclusive. Uh, um, Bunko usually has an exclusive, Yeah. but we, we just need to see how they, how they deal with that stuff. Here's what we need to do, Lou. We need to make a list of people that we want to interview then we need to tear that list up and make a list of people that it's feasible we could actually get interviews for. <laughs> and then we need to record some interviews and then hop on Twitch this uh, what this August mm. and have like a little mini force chatter convention That'd be cool. Twitch. And we will stream the recordings of, of the interviews and stuff like that interspersed with us, you know, participating live. We'll do some Star Wars gaming and stuff like that. Question and answer sessions, um, live podcast episodes as well. And uh, have some guests on. Maybe we'll bring some other podcasters in and stuff. But we should also we had talked about this before contacting some vendors, especially the, mm. the more localized private vendors like the people who do artwork and stuff like that and have them on. And because we have this video sure. medium, um, host some of this stuff and, and let people, uh, see some of the artwork that's available and, you know, plug their websites. And most of them have some sort of web stores and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We can get, uh, I don't know maybe Sarah Wilkinson, uh, the guy that does the metal stuff. I keep forgetting mm -hmm. his name, but I mean, his stuff is uh, incredible. Rob yep. Yep. Rob Taylor. Um, I mean, there's a whole slew of people who yeah. go to these conventions who are going to be kind of missing out. And for them, it's not just celebration. It's also New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con. Right. And a lot uh, of them have been doing Con, their own thing already trying to do online. I know like um, Sarah and her husband are doing, they did Couch Con when this whole thing first happened yeah. and they were selling their stuff at their own uh, web store um, and, you know, have a good time with it. Yeah. So, so sure maybe we same. should do something like that. And uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh-oh, Carrie's in chat. What is she saying? Oh, she heckling Do us? They seem the smallest of a millisecond out of sync. David, I tell you what. If you can if you can detect that we are milliseconds out of sync, like single-digit milliseconds, you are my freaking hero. That's pretty awesome. Oh, and I, I just lost the Skype call. Is he back? Lou? There he is. He's back. Oh, you're back. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, no, you're, I you're never left. my screen from it. There. Sorry. I, okay. I didn't leave either. <laughs> That's okay. David, we're probably back in sync now. So, okay. Anyway, so that's going to do it for, for celebration, but let's, let's talk this uh, star Wars squadrons trailer. Yeah. I was just going to say, speaking of fun, we have a game to talk about. Here. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, um, so Star Wars Squadrons is a uh, new game from EA. Mm-hmm. It was kind of leaked a while ago, I think. There was, uh, wasn't there a rumor or something for the Xbox? They had a different project name for it. I can't remember what it was now. But the uh, the artwork was leaked for this game last week, and um, they quickly announced that yes, we have a game coming out, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, and they released a trailer today. Um, I assume you got a chance to watch the trailer already, I, Eric. Right? I did. Nice. Not, not as many times as I wanted to. <laughs> true, true. Can we show that here on our stream? Um, yeah, I suppose we can. I I don't know whether I have the audio set up. So okay. why don't you uh, talk to yourself here for a second while I sure check on some Windows settings here? <laughs> windows, Windows, Windows. Um, yeah. So while Eric's setting it up, I, I mean, this is something I'm looking forward to because I, you know, I was a huge fan of any kind of flying fighting game, whether it was. Starfighters or airplanes or jets or what have you in 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 the Star Wars universe it's just hey I want to fly an X wing I want to fly a Tie Fighter and uh, the trailer it gave me goosebumps I was really excited about this thing and how it looked up how it looked and uh, I mean the real thing is gonna be I think this Thursday when they have the EA Play um, announcement they're gonna show actual gameplay which will be kind of cool to see that but um, yeah I don't know I don't know about you Eric but I am ready to fly an X wing. I, uh, as long as I don't have to be in a Y-Wing, that's all I care about. Come on. Y-Wing's like the A-10 of the Star Wars universe. Except A-10s are way cooler. No, Y-Wing's cool. It's a tank. Y-Wings are like the cargo plane of the Star Wars universe. They just don't haul cargo. Making no, them additionally the useless. No, that, that was U-Wing. Uh, <laughs> so I can't get the video or no. the audio from... This page here, and I don't know why, yeah, but I don't think we need the audio. Can, we can show the video. I mean, yeah, we're I mean, we can talk it over it. So let me yeah. um, let me pull that back here. Let's switch over to our our theater view. We have a theater view. We do. Wait, have wait, a theater are, we, view. are we allowed to have theaters and COVID nineteen stuff right now? We are more than six feet apart from each other. Okay, good. Whew. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to have so, audio for this, but that's okay. So. Yes, yeah, so this, this thing starts out with this trailer showing you're the pilot of this X-Wing and uh, you're getting hounded pretty mercilessly by a, by a TIE Interceptor. Yep. Now, some things uh, people have pointed out, there, uh, there are red markings on the TIE Fighter pilot's helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people were saying that that must mean they're from such and such squadron. I don't remember the name of the squadron. And, um, oh, and what's... They're saying, I think it's Vanguard Squadron for the the Rebels, which yeah, was mentioned in yep. the Alphabet Squadron book. I still haven't read those. I got to read those. And Alphabet, our Vanguard Squadron is the one run by General Harrison Dula, who mm-hmm. appears right there. Yeah, right in the trailer. In the trailer. Yep. Back it up if you need to. Actually, we can back it up right here. Let's, uh, where's my mouse cursor here? Let's pause that and... Didn't really pay attention to where it was here. We'll we'll just back it up and right there. Yeah, I'll pause it. Right, right there. Yep. There's Hera. Yep, over on the right. Good to see her back. So that's that's pretty cool. Her her leku look weird. They look longer and thinner than they're supposed to. That's weird to me. Some hmm. of the facial models, I don't know. They're they're little. Like some people's heads are bigger than other people's heads in, in ways that don't look natural. I mean, I know that in 
the real world that happens, but like in in a way here that just it looks weird. Mm. By the way, that is um, is it the Starhawk? Yes. Yep. I, I think it's the first time we're seeing a Starhawk in in a story too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's some pretty interesting things kind of behind the scenes in here. We get a shot of Wedge in the trailer too. Yep. Yep. Saw that flying with the next wing. He's uh, flying on your wing. And this is all um, obviously in game. This is the game engine here. This isn't. um, These aren't just like cinematic stuff. Well, I mean, some of this is even the game engine stuff is still cinematic shots. But this is. um, okay. What am I trying to say? This is stuff from the game engine. And there is going to be an actual gameplay demo coming up on. uh, When is it? June 18th at 4 p.m. Pacific. So that's 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, this Thursday. And oh, am I? I think I'm off that day. Yeah, I'll get to watch that. So, some of the scenes you see here in the trailer are exactly what it's going to look like in the game, apparently, because mm-hmm. it's the same engine rendering it and and etc. But I'd yeah, like to yeah, see how this it's is not just digital video produced for the trailer. Right. It's actually right, part right. of the That's game. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. You're you're so much more eloquent than I am here. <laughs> not always. My gosh. So let's look at the ships we've got here. This is obviously a, a rebel hangar. So we've got an X-Wing mm-hmm. here. Can you, I don't think you guys can see my mouse if I, oh yeah, a little bit. So yeah, we've got an X-Wing. Yep. That looks like an X-Wing. That looks like one of those crappy falling apart things. What do you call them? <laughs> Y-Wings. Oh, not, Y-wing. the, not the letter Y, but like W-H-Y, right? No, no, no. Y. A-Wings out here in the foreground on the right hand side. We've got A-Wings down here. This is a U-Wing. And uh, the one thing it, that, go ahead. I was just off the left, uh, just off the right of your mouse. There, there's a gunk right. There is. Look at that right there. I want to be able to pilot one of these as a gunk droid. <laughs> That's what I want. I thought you see one of the pilot the gunk right around the around the hangar. <laughs> well, I would love to see a gunk droid pilot skin in, in this game. That would be awesome. So anyway, um. We have a confirmation. I saw this in, um, I think it was a Star Wars Explains YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know where they got the images from. I haven't hunted them down because I haven't had a chance to yet today. But where you can choose four different ships for both the the Rebels and the Imperials. I'll let this continue to play in the background here. Um, And so for the Rebels, you can choose X-Wing, Y-Wing, A-Wing, or... um, U-Wing. And then mm-hmm. for the Imperials, you can choose a regular TIE fighter, a TIE LN, as they're called. There's Wedge. You can. Ch- oh, and there is a B-Wing. So people were saying the B-Wing was notably absent, but there is a B-Wing there. But it was not in the selection screen that I just mentioned. Imperial mm-hmm. selection screen, you've got the traditional TIE fighter, TIE interceptor, TIE bomber, and some other thing I didn't recognize. Was it the Ravager or something? But Might have been. Uh, go well. Nope. You need me to go back? Go, yeah. What was that ship right in the center? Not the Corellian Corvette's getting destroyed there. What are you What are you looking at? Tell me when to pause it. Right, right there. Oh uh, no! Uh, sorry, uh, the Imperial pilots. Right there. What is that behind them? Is that? It looks like defender? an interceptor. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, I guess it does. The yeah, angles yeah, there. Weird, weird angle on the... It's yeah, a weird angle. Just look ahead on. Yep. Yep. So that's another um, interesting thing. So it is five people per squadron, and it looks like it's very much a group-on-group 
multiplayer battle. Mm-hmm. Um, there also, well, there's also a single player mode, though. Yeah, go yeah ahead. This, this player mode was maybe pretty short, they thought. Probably. Uh, and this is all speculation, too, because nobody has any real details. But the one thing I didn't get in that Star Wars, uh, the other trailer we talked about, um, they were mentioning switching back and forth between Imperial and Rebel. And I don't get where that kind of gameplay comes in. Wouldn't you want to play through one side? Um, I see people. I see people not wanting to switch. If you're, you know, Imperial pilot, you want to be an Imperial pilot. You know, you're not going to switch back and forth between Rebels and Imperials. So, what I imagine is going to happen is, um, so as you said, some 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 of the stuff is speculation, some is fact. Apparently, it is fact that it is multiplayer. It will have a single player uh, campaign. And apparently it is $40 retail. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment. If you've played story modes on something like Mortal Kombat or um, the DC Injustice fighting game, Mm -hmm. you start out and you have certain characters that you're fighting against and it goes through a story mode. And then all of a sudden you have to pick up a different character and fight as that character. If they are telling the story, from both sides they're doing the rebels and then they cut to the imperials and they cut to the rebels like you would have in a normal star wars novel it could be that at that point in the story you have to take on that pilot that's what i'm Mm. guessing yeah i kind of yeah i could see that now which is good though because i think it's good to get a familiarity with both types of ships and even if you just want to fly y-wings god help (laughs) you Even if you just want to fly Y-Wings, the more you can learn about an interceptor and its vulnerabilities, the better you're going to be as a Y-Wing pilot against interceptors. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know the enemy. So, uh, tech in the chat room, TIE Fighter, Interceptor, Bomber, Reaper. Yeah, Reaper, that's what Reaper I was thinking. Is yeah. what it is. Thank you. One. Yep. yep. And uh, I'm not familiar with the Reaper. I don't know if, if either Tech or David or Carrie or somebody in the chat room maybe knows something about the Reaper. You can build it. Reaper comparable are... to the U-Wing. That would, that would make sense in the sense that mm. it is kind of the analogs. So Rogue One? Okay. All right. So let's go over the ships. You've got the Y-Wing, which is traditionally a slow, tanky bomber. Okay. And then you've got the TIE bomber. You've got the A-Wing, which is the kind of lightweight, very fast, very maneuverable uh, ship. And then you've got the TIE Interceptor. Then you've got the X-Wing, which is more of a weapons powerhouse. And then you've got the TIE Fighter. I don't know. The TIE... Eh, that, that doesn't seem like a fair comparison to me, but <laughs> I would say more like a TIE Defender would be more equivalent to an X-Wing. Mm. And then you've got the U-Wing, which is uh, traditionally like a troop transport sort of thing or, or a cargo. And then you've got, holy cow, Carrie, with the link size. Please tell me you typed that in manually. (laughs) I will give you the network if you typed that in manually. That's impressive. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, I guess the Reaper is the equivalent of a troop transport for the Imperials. But I'm curious as to where a troop transport like a a U-Wing comes into play here. Why not include a B-Wing? I want an E-Wing. I want the E-Wing to become canon again. I love the yeah, E-Wing. I know. E-Wing was nice. Yep. It's my favorite ship ever. Anyway, yep. so those are the four ships. Um, and then maybe you can unlock more. Like maybe you can unlock a B-Wing or something. I don't know. I mean, there's speculation about having um, 
you know, uh, changing appearances and changing, you know, changing loadouts on ships and stuff, um, which would be kind of cool. If it's kind of like what you would do with like, you know, in FFG, when you're playing X-Wing, you could, you know, put different armaments on ships and so forth and, and carry different abilities with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be kind of nice if you do the same thing in this. So apparently and there is there is a TIE Reaper in FFG and X-Wing. There was an expansion pack for it. Yeah, that was after I, I stopped. Mm-hmm. Playing um, The TIE Reaper Attack Lander, also known simply as the TIE Reaper, was a troop carrier variant of the Signer Fleet Systems TIE line, blah, 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 um, Death Troopers on Scarif. So yeah, it, as um, Tech had said, we, we saw it in Rogue One. I'm just curious as to why you would need a transport ship in a dogfighting game. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm, I'm sure there's some... Some sort of reason, but I mean, you've always got the traditional protect the shuttle missions. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the guy piloting the shuttle in those. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, the destination. Hit autopilot and cross your fingers. I mean, wh- what? What do you do well, there? You know, so, so in in uh, FFG, I'll read this to you from the FFG page for the expansion. Um, Engineered is a high performance troop transport for in atmospheric missions. Tie Reaper also means debut in Rogue One, equipped with advanced ailerons for precise atmospheric maneuvering, thick armor plating, laser cannons capability, uh, carry elite infantry. Um, let's see what else they say here. Um, so, as the in the game, it says it rolls three tack dice. For this primary weapon, not especially agile, um, leaving a single defense die, but with six hulls, so it's you know heavily armored. Mm-hmm. Um, brings something quite special to the X-wing squadrons. The ship bears the usual jam action, lets you jam nearby ships, prevent them from using focus. So, so maybe it's it's working as a support ship too in the squadron. You know, so that's a good point. Your own ships jamming, jam transmissions jamming. and things like that. But mm-hmm. again, in a dogfighting game, I'm wondering. Yeah, it doesn't sound like fun to play in a game where everybody else is flying fast ships. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll cross my fingers and trust them. But uh, I don't know. I, I hope that they add more ships. I hope you can unlock things like a B-Wing and stuff. And maybe that's like a DLC sort of expansion mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. But so that's another thing, though. Microtransactions. Apparently, there are not going to be any in this game. Let's hope not. Um, that's being reported as if it's a fact. I mean, I think EA learned their lesson. <laughs> I would hope so. You know, Let, so let's definitely hope that. so. And apparently mm-hmm. you unlock, there are different skins that have been seen, but you unlock those um, throughout gameplay, which is good. I'm guessing, like I said, there's probably going to be DLC. Um, now, another interesting thing about this is it is going to be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One. No word yet on the next gen consoles um origin pc steam epic game store and then also virtual reality on playstation 4 and pc Hmm. and then there's going to be cross-play support so somebody on an xbox can team up with somebody on a playstation who can team up with somebody on a computer yeah that's really good so but virtual reality i have to say there was that X-Wing demo that came out a year or two ago. This might actually get me to pick up a VR system. If the game is good, mm-hmm. and if the reviews of the VR version of this game are good, 
I would consider picking up. Now, I don't know if there are only certain models of the PlayStation that will support VR. I think mine will. And then I don't know if I, my computer will support it. I don't think the old versions, I think the new version of, of the PS4 support it. But there are like, there was the original think... PS4, and then there were two versions after that. There was a, a PS4 um, S, I think. Or am I thinking the Xbox? No, there was a PS4 know. Pro, and I think maybe the Pro is the one that supports. I think so, yeah. yeah so I probably can't use VR. I probably can't use either because I got the original uh, one that came out with the Battlefront, the Battlefront pack. one. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I got the one just prior to that, but ours are the same tech. Yeah, and, and the way I'm looking at VR, too, and I'd like to get into it, but, you know, there's not a lot of content out there for it yet. This may be something to push me over the limit, but I'll probably wait until PS5 comes out and do it with that. Yeah. Because if I'm going to upgrade, if I'm going to buy something expensive like VR add-on, I'm not going to do That's a really good that's, point. That's, that's at the end of its life, you know. So if I that, could get a reasonably priced set for, for the PC, if my PC can run it. Mm. then I would consider that. And if not, then yeah, it might be better to get, of course, then you've got to dump a lot more money into it, right? You've got to buy the new next gen system plus. Oh yeah. Yeah. The $400 or so for the, uh, the VR system as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Plus, I'm not that might cause the, uh, the PlayStation four VR system to go down in price. True. True. But then you still got to buy a new PS4. Or used one. The people oh, are trading one, yep, into yep, GameStop yep. to get the new PlayStation. Sure, sure. But you're right. It's uh, it, it's going to be. I mean, you know, the question I have is this is how good is the VR going to be? If it's VR and it's all first person like they're saying right. it is, am I going to be able to look around the cockpit and really look around the cockpit? I mean, yeah, it seems like a stretch, okay. but. So this shot dick. right here in in the trailer, mm. game engine footage. Okay. Yeah, I so, suppose if that's if that's real footage. That's real footage, right? The tech demo previously um, that was available for X Wing was that sort of thing. Now you couldn't control the ship, but as you looked around the ship, um, you you could look around the cockpit. You could look out the side windows. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that is at least that seems to be the intent. Yeah, how well I mean, it performs, if, I don't know. Exactly. I mean, if that works that way, I mean, how cool would that be to be able to fly right. the ship, you know, with your hands on controls and, you know, banking a turn to the left and look out the right side of the ship and see something going on and change your direction based on what you saw outside. I mean, that right. would be, you know, so, kind of real world. But yeah, yeah no. That, and that's the thing. I want to see what the reviews are like for the, mm. the VR system. And this may be like the game changer game for VR could be really yeah. right. I mean, if you think about it, one of the biggest complaints about VR games and why developers have such a hard time doing them is that movement is so difficult, but this is the perfect VR game because you are in a cockpit. You don't move right. physically. Right. Like you don't walk. Right. Um, yep. And then all the cutscenes are allegedly for the story mode are allegedly in first person as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So cool. which also would support VR. And, you know, I wonder how this will play out because I know like when I was reading some of the specs on the recently announced or released specs for the PS5, um, the controllers are going to have motion sensing in the controllers too. 
I'm sorry, I was reading so, something in the chat. What was the last thing, thing you said? Uh, the, the new controller for the PS5 will have yeah. motion sensing in the controller as well as the controls you're using with your thumbs and fingers. It'll also have motion sensing of where you're turning that controller. Hmm. And I'm wondering know. how well that would implement in in this sort of a game. Like, I guess mm. the if you've seen the VR controllers, it would be easier to simulate... A, a flight stick with one of those. Whereas if you're using a traditional right. controller and then trying to tip it and, and stuff like that, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. that would work. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. And uh, one of the so, shows I yeah. watched, they talked about how um, different controls for different ships too. Cause you know, right. the X-wing pilot looks like it's a regular traditional, I shouldn't say regular, a traditional fighter pilot where you have, one hand on the throttle, one hand on the stick, mm-hmm. and all your controls are on those two controls. TIE fighters have that that yoke in the middle that you are having your hands on. Yeah, right. So that's a different way of controlling a ship. Almost like if you remember the old Star Wars uh, arcade game, video game. Oh yeah, yeah. You had yeah. that that thing with the, you tip it and stuff. That's yep. more like what a Tie Fighter controller is actually like. Ironic that mm-hmm. they then used that in, in the <laughs> right. arcade game. Uh, <clears throat> so that's another good point. Um, and then how is any of that going to be implemented in VR as well? Um, so another thing that was pointed out in the the chat room that I want to get to is game balance. Because in a game like this, ideally, you want the rebels to not inherently be better than the Imperials and the Imperials to not inherently be better than the rebels. And you want each ship to not be so overpowered that everybody wants that ship and not the other ship. Right. So every ship has to have strengths and weaknesses, right? And mm-hmm. we also talk about roles. You've got the bomber role, which based on these ships would be the Y-Wing and the TIE bomber. You've got the speedy um, darting in and out kind of role, which would be the A-Wing and the interceptor. You've got not really a gunship role, but we'll, we'll just call it an average role, which would be the X-Wing and the traditional TIE fighter. And then you've got the troop transports, which we still don't know why they're there necessarily. We'll just call it a support ship for now, mm-hmm. um, which would be, I mean, maybe like ion cannons and stuff. I don't know, but that would be the, uh, the U-Wing and the, what was it? The Reaver Raptor? Reaver? Whatever which one? The, the Imperial Troop Transport. Oh, Reaper. Reaper. Okay, I was close. So, here's my problem with all that. Most of those are pretty close analogs. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, Rebel ships have shields. Imperial sh- uh, ships don't, with the exception being the newer TIE Fighters do, like what we saw in Episode 7, 8, and 9. And the, uh, the TIE Defender has shields, but the tie bomber to my understanding does not. The traditional tie does not. The tie interceptor does not. But then, so that's problem. Number one, problem. Number two, the X wing and the tie fighter, the tie LN. The ties suck. The way in which Mm. the ties were more competition against an X wing is that you would get a larger quantity of them. But in this game, right there, there were five on each side. So I I don't really see how that's a good matchup unless they're going to go with newer TIE fighters that have shields and they almost have to. I'm 
going through other YouTube stuff here. Let's get back to get back to that. So um, maybe with this story. So this takes place after Return of the Jedi. Um, we don't know how far, whether it's before the Battle of Jakku, after the Battle of Jakku. Um, seems like it, maybe it's going to take place around the time period of Alphabet Squadron. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will be part of the story that TIE fighters are now getting shields. There's at some point maybe. in which they upgrade. Right. But yeah, we don't know when and we don't know what this game is. I mean, right. we'll hopefully learn more on Thursday in the EA event. Hopefully. And that's another thing, too. That'll give us a nice idea of the interaction between the ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. What's really nice about this is that the TIE Fighter X-Wing games in the past were always single player or like you could do multiplayer, but it wasn't really about squad tactics. This seems much more. You have to plan, you have to coordinate, you have to act as a squadron. You have to be able to break off into groups of two and act with your wingman mm-hmm. in a yep. way that is, is actually like effective. Like you have to build out your squadron, right? Like your, your choice of ships and stuff. You don't want to have just right. like five a wings. Probably yeah, exactly. not going mean, to work. You want to have a good balance. You want to have good synergy between you and your teammates, your squad mates yep. and, and then, you know, break up challenge or break up tasks, I guess, amongst you. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a lot of fun to play as a team. And I think this will be more cerebral than people will initially think. Like if you actually want to get into um, making sure you've got the right players who with the right skills for the right types of ships, like there are going to be some ships I'm going to be really good at flying and some I'm going to suck at. Right. And then so the players you have, you want to play to their individual strengths, but then you also want to know how to be able to use that against enemies in certain situations. And you're going to have to think tactically. It's yep. not just going to be a shoot 'em up. So I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. More, more, more strategy and less arcadey. Right. That's a word. Yeah. So the one concern I have ironically is that this is only $40. I was thinking the same thing. How much content is really going to be there for 40 bucks? That worries me because this looks like a $60 game. And if they're only charging two thirds of that, uh, are we only getting two thirds of a game? Yeah. What did they, what they leave out? Right. What'd they leave out? I mean, I'm assuming it's and because it's, it's more multiplayer than single player. It's EA. And we all know how generous <laughs> they have been in the past regarding <laughs> money. Yeah, exactly. Of all the people to knock this down, like if it were someone else and ah, it's going to be $40, I'm like, wow, you guys are, that's really nice of you. This is EA. If they're only charging us 40, it's probably worth 30 because <laughs> it's EA. That Come worries me though. Yeah. So I, I think really it's going to focus heavily on multiplayer. I think the single player campaign is really going to be more of almost a, a training montage they're going to walk you through doing each one of the ships there's going to be like one mission per ship um, with some interesting cutscenes and stuff like that but that that's going to be it and then the rest of it's just going to be mm. which is too bad because i'd like to have a good a good balance of multiplayer and single player if this does well we might get a squadrons two and 
maybe that will build yeah maybe more it can be kind of like a battlefront one battlefront two sort of thing okay cross our fingers we'll see yeah all right well june 18th that's this thursday 4 p.m pacific and uh at 7 p.m eastern uh yeah so we'll check that out and we'll have more talk about this uh, next week on echo base too yeah yeah i'm I'm pretty excited about this i'm optimistic cool yeah me too me too all right anything else or is that gonna do it i think that does it for us eric all right well um i want to thank everybody for tuning into this uh special episode of echo base and uh, let us know what you think are, are you looking forward to this? Is this something that you would pick up? Is it worth getting a VR system for, do you think? Mm. guessing a lot of people are probably going to say no on that, but I want to know. Sure. And uh, do you have any concerns, any hopes, anything you're looking forward to about this game? Tell us. And the easiest way to do that is to join our Discord server. Go to randomchatter.com slash Discord. And it's free to join. We've got an Echo Base channel right there, and uh, you can chime in with your thoughts and opinions on this. You can also help support the network through Patreon, randomchatter.com slash Patreon. In fact, anybody who donates anything through Patreon, we unlock a bunch of extra stuff in our Discord server for as well. And uh, then, hopefully you're watching this on YouTube. You've seen the trailer playing there in the background through a good portion of the episode. So go to randomchatter.com slash YouTube, and please subscribe to the channel if you like the video hit like maybe stick around and watch some of our other videos i'm told youtube gets really happy when you watch a video and then you stay on the site and watch other videos go figure i don't know why that would make them excited but apparently it does so (laughs) um and that's it and, and we'll see you again sunday night yeah thanks for being here all right take care